this is horror movie director Hoppy Rogers. I am. Hey, man, what you doing over there with my... Give me that phone. No, excuse me. Hey, come on, man, give me that phone. What you doing over there? No, stop it. <clears throat> hey, man, this Hoppy, man. My, my little retarded brother, he does that sometimes. But uh, we're going to get this together. Hey, man, get off the phone. No, look. Hey, bro, get back in the kitchen. No, you're using my phone. Give me my phone. Hello, this is Hoppy. We've got a problem here. Everyone keeps trying to be me on the phone. But we're here to talk about horror movies, not just random stuff. Hey, baby, give me that phone over there. No, you motherfuckers better get that phone. No, you need to go away. Give me that. Give me that goddamn phone. Look, man, uh, we going to the club, and y'all welcome to come with us. This is Hoppy Rogers, at Hoppy Rogers on Twitter. Peace out. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. To the R, O to the B, coming at you with the funny random rambling, talking about all the things that'll make that rain day sunny. Yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping, come get your laugh on. Yeah, it's a concept, you know, he's rocking, robbing the facts and all of the gossip. It don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in. Bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends, be Robbie Lid. Tune in in your crib, in your whip, at your job. He got new shows every Sunday. Here we go. Surprise, motherfucker. What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I am back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. Whew. First and foremost, I'd like to thank, damn, uh, I don't know what his fucking name is now. When he was on the show originally, he was going by Overdose the Producer, but I'm going to still call him Commissioner Gordon. Thank you, Commissioner Gordon, for that damn uh opening track. To start the show, I appreciate it very much. You using your creative talents and everything to make something original for the show that is random. And also, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in this week or however you listen to podcasts. It could be once a month or you just picking it up for the first time. But hey, if you're listening for the first time, thanks. That's swell. You're freaking awesome and as always um well it's not always this just started really happening before i even start talking about you know anything and getting into the show proper like um we are as of this recording 36 days left into the gofundme to save the hernandez family home is um a guy that i served with when i was um in the marine corps um, his family has fallen upon hard times and, um, there's a, he has 37 days left to try to save his house. So, um, I have GoFundMe links on my website, randomrobcast.com. Um, you can go there and donate as much as you can. It would be appreciated. Also, you can, um, go to the show description for this podcast and find the GoFundMe link directly. Also, if you go to my website and any merchandise that you purchase, all the funds will be donated to the GoFundMe as well. So spread the word and not only spread the word, donate. It would be much appreciated. You're saving a family of nine from being homeless. 
You get fucking sad every time I got to say that shit. But anyway, it's Christmas time. It's, it's getting closer. It's almost time to unwrap the presents that you patiently wrapped and um have balls of wrapping paper trash all over the goddamn place. So um since it's being Christmas time, I got a Christmas story. But before I even get into that, I got a voicemail here that somebody sent me along with the voicemail that you heard at the top of the show from Happy Rogers, horror movie director. Um, I don't even know who this voicemail um, that you're about to hear is from. They didn't leave their name and I text the number back to try to figure out who it was. I think I have an idea who it is. The voice sound familiar, but I ain't going to throw out any accusations because damn, anytime you assume you make an ass out of me and you or you and me because, you know, assume the word because they got ass, you and me, you know, the, the spelling. You, 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 yeah. Anyway, but um, we're going to roll right into that. And um, it's like since it is Christmas, uh, what I want to do, I guess, for the next couple episodes, I mean, it's probably going to be what only two or three more left in the month of December. Um, but for whatever we got left in this month. Go ahead and send me a voicemail or some kind of audio file to my email, which is randomrobcast at outlook.com. Or you can use the alternate email address that I gave previously. But um, send me a Christmas story, a random Christmas story. I don't want like, oh, my parents came down for the weekend and uh, we roasted a Yule log and ate fucking, uh, what's that nasty ass bread? Everybody talk about got all the fruit and the chunks in it what is it damn now i'm gonna be thinking about what kind of bread that is fuck anyway but yeah give me a random story and um i'll give you an example what a random story is after we listen to this voicemail so check this story out i don't have anybody to tell this to so i had to call in last night i was at my uh condo and I walked downstairs to my car to get something out of it at about, well, about 1230. Now, this was probably 1245. And uh, I worked pretty late. So I came back up. And um, as I was coming back through the parking garage, this guy was standing at the front gate. And he asked me to let him in. He was dressed real nice and looked harmless. So I let him in and followed him up the stairs and quickly found out that he was hammered drunk. And I followed him up the stairs. I live on the top floor. And he got to his level, walked over to his door, and uh, was trying to get in his apartment. And this guy's like absolutely blackout. He proceeds to take his credit card out and try to swipe it in his door that is dead bolted shut to try and get in. He then tried to use his credit card to stick the corner in the deadbolt key and open it and was trying to jam on the door, hit it with his shoulder. So I'm sitting here watching this guy for like 30 minutes. I go down and talk to him. I'm like, dude, the door's not going to open. Uh, you need to figure out something out. Do you even live here? And he got kind of shitty with me pretty quick and uh, talked to him for a minute. I walked back upstairs. I could see him over the balcony and uh, watched him for another 15 minutes because I was worried at this point that he was like trying to break in and maybe like, see an ex-girlfriend or I, I don't know what he was up to. Maybe he's just in the wrong place completely. But I sat and watched him for another like 15 minutes and uh, he's like knocking on the door. He's trying to swipe his credit card again. He's trying to tap his phone onto the deadlock. And he's just like completely out of it. So another 15, 20 minutes walked by. I talked to him again. I'm like, dude, 
uh, oh, before that, he starts pissing on his own door um, and walking around in circles. I go down, I'm like, dude, if you don't live here, you got to get out of here. And and he said, no, no, I live here. I said, well, what's your address? He said, my address is 444 Gainfully Employed Drive. Get the fuck away from me. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's an idiot. So I kind of get in his face, and we shared some words and told him to get out. And that he was drunk and needed to leave. And after – so this has been like an hour at this point. And I'm finally, like, fed up. I'm like, fine, dude. Somebody's going to call the cops. You're, you're going to get fucked. And I walked back up to my top floor. And I think that might have, like, startled him a little bit and maybe so- sobered him up a tad bit. And this has been an hour while he's trying to get in his door. All of a sudden, he reaches into his jacket pulls out his keys, opens the deadlock, and walks in. What the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, could you imagine running up on some crazy shit like that? (laughs) And shit like that. Oh, man, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I mean, kudos to him for sticking around as long as he did to try to, um, you know, check up on the guy or whatever, because we don't know what kind of foul things he could have been trying to um, concoct. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, when you think about the, when I think about him talking about how you're trying to swipe the credit card, I think like that old Nelly tip drill video when he slid the credit card between the girl booty cheeks. Yeah. But anyway, here, here, here's my holiday story. Um, it was a few years back. I was still in the Marine Corps and, you know, I'm talking about like I've been out for years. I only been out for a couple months, but I, I, when I was in, I, you know, I lived so far away from Louisiana. I, I, I rarely got to go home. I think I might have went home three times every year. It might have been uh, Christmas, uh, beginning of summer break, and the end of summer break. So this one particular time, I went home for Christmas, and um, I, you know, usually when I go home, I, I you know, I, I give with all my my homeboys from um, you know, high school, and you know, back at home. And um, this particular time, you know, I, I get home, I call everybody up. I was like, "Yo, dog, you know, I'm I'm in town. Let's let's hang out." So um, we gather everybody up, and it's a uh, chase, which you've heard on the um, podcast a few times. Got the funny baby voice. Um, my homeboy Roland, who is yet to be on here, he be ducking and dodging me, and um, we were just chilling. And um, I asked about um one of my other friends, David, who you heard on here, the drunk one, and his brother, Danny. And yeah, I'm giving names. I don't give a fuck. This shit's in the past. Everybody's cool now. But um, I went home. I was like, hey, um, what's up with David and uh, Danny and all them or whatever? And um, Roland at, and uh, Danny at this time, they had, you know, a, a beef, a, dis, uh, a disagreement over some shit that I won't get into. But I, I was like, man, you know, that's fucked up that you have y'all, y'all boys or whatever. Y'all cool. I said, it's fucked up that you're having a disagreement around the holidays. And look, man, I barely get to come home and see all y'all. And, and you know, they're having a party over at, um, Danny's girlfriend's house or whatever. I mean, we all mutual friends. We all know each other. We all went to the same school and stuff like that and shit like that. And, um, I was like, Hey man, I, it's the holidays, man. Let's just go over there. I mean, I'm here, dog. I mean, I, I barely get to see all y'all, and we all gonna be in the same place. So, I mean, 
it's, it's whatever, dog. Y'all can y'all can squash that shit for one night because I'm here, goddamn it. We gonna fucking get along. It's Christmas. We gonna fucking party, motherfucker. So they was like, all right, whatever, man. So we go to the party and everything. You know, you know, I dap Danny up. I, you know, I give his girlfriend at the time a hug. I don't even know if they still together. I, I, I doubt if they are. But um, we, we all chilling and party, hanging out. I brought alcohol. I didn't drink as much because I knew later on in the night I was gonna be driving. So I had this the big thing of crown with the big handle on the back, and I was just walking around, uh, refreshing everyone's cup with alcohol. And so I'm just walking around. I'm dabbing everybody's cup, not like the stupid dance. Uh, with uh, alcohol, you know, we everybody we drinking, we having a good time, we being merry and everything. And um, they had this one dude, I forget his fucking name. Uh, he was like beyond the moon drunk. Danny was beyond the moon drunk. And the relationship that these two have, I mean, they always snapping on each other and they always arguing and they that's just the relationship they have. And I imagine with alcohol being thrown into the mix, you know, that amplifies everything so you know people get a little crazy when they get drunk so dude is uh stumbling around the house and um he wastes a whole cup of liquor on the floor and it just splattered all everywhere all over the place so danny get kind of heated him and a the dude they arguing back and forth and roland decided to be like on danny's behalf approach the dude and be like hey man this dude invited you to his house you know, and, and, you know, all this stuff, you know, being hospitable and everything, you, you shouldn't be cussing him out in his house like that. Now, this is the relationship between that guy and Danny. They cuss at each other. They they sober or drunk or whatever the case may be. They, that's, they argue for whatever reason. That's just their relationship. That's how they get down. Roland, like I said, since him and Danny had a disagreement, they hadn't been hanging around each other for, for a while and Roland did not know that's the type of relationship these two had. So Danny is the little brother of David. Uh, Danny has always been treated like the little brother in a lot of situations by, you know, all of us <laughs> or even his older brother, David. So uh, now Danny is in his own. He got a girlfriend. They got a place together. We there having party. So Danny kind of took it as a you know and alcohol is in the equation danny kind of took it as a disrespect by Roland that he is trying to handle this situation danny felt that he could do it on his own he didn't need no other help because like i said they always treat him like the little brother and he's a grown-ass man so now the two that had beef are arguing back and forth <laughs> and this was not my intention i didn't damn bring them together to be, you know, going at each other like that or incite a fight or a fucking riot. Because I was like, hey, man, I barely get to come home on the holidays, baby. I mean, it's Christmas time. It's joyous. We need to be together. Come together right now. Do, do, over me. Shit like that. So they get getting arguing. They get getting arguing. And his uh girlfriend at the time, you know, was like, hey, y'all need to cut that shit out. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Danny already hyped up. And then the other dude that initially started all this shit by spilling the drink. Remember that instance when he spilled the drink. Damn. He all up in um, rolling face, rolling all in his face. Danny is taking up for the dude <laughs> that spilled the drink because, you know, that's his boy. 
And then he's also feeling disrespected by Roland because damn, he's grown ass man. He don't need no damn help. And then it's all, it's like a three way argument and shit and all kind of stuff is going down. And, um, so, I mean, they arguing and like I said, his girlfriend at the time, Danny's, she trying to calm the situation down. She trying to defuse it. She, you know, she talking loud, trying to get everybody to shut the fuck up. And, you know, they just heated. They into it. So she was like, not in the sense of a damn getting out of the house permanently. But as I said, alcohol was involved. So, you know, your perception of things would get skewed. She told Danny, it's like, I need to cut this shit out or you can get the fuck out. Like, go outside. Take it away from the house. So Danny took it as like, this relationship is over. Get the fuck out of my house. Don't come back. So he kick into a whole nother gear, a whole nother level of being pissed. So he now go off into the room and start, you know, acting the ass. He started kicking shit, start breaking shit. And now his girlfriend, they go in the back. They down try to uh, talk it out, defuse the situation. And I guess some words were said that Danny did not like. And Danny came out of the fucking back of that room and damn started breaking shit. He damn broke the goddamn the mirror on the um, the dresser, the vanity mirror that be attached to the dresser in the bedroom set. He broke that shit. He kicked a trash can across the apartment. He punted the shit out of this thing. And I was like, oh, shit, it's going down. And damn, he knocking things over and all kind of things. So in his fit of rage, they had this big 45-inch TV. I mean, it might have been bigger than that. Flat screen. And shit is just going down. And damn, um, I take Roland outside because, I mean, you know, if you know if he is this, Danny is this irate and, you know, him and Roland had the beef going on, I didn't want him to be in his eyesight and damn have some shit go down. So I take Roland outside. And uh, we talk and I go back in the house because Danny is tearing shit up. He's flipping couches. Uh, not literally, but I mean, that's the type, level of piss he was on. But this TV was sitting in the living room and he's just breaking shit. And dog, me being the tech junkie I am, I like new shit and fly shit. This is a nice TV, dog. And he was eyeballing the TV and it was like a scene out of a movie. He was like, in his fit of rage, he just stopped. He looked at the TV. Then I looked at the TV. Then he looked at me. Then I looked at him. And damn, I seen him making a beeline for the TV. And I was like, oh, shit. So I ran and I stood in front of the TV. I was like, come on, dog. Come on, man. Hey, man, you, you ain't got to do this, man. I'm trying to save the TV. You know, all kind of shit like that. <laughs> and, you know, he like, he cut, you see me, you know, kind of calm down. I guess he was giving me a pass because, like, you know, I don't be around as much as everybody else. You know, I'm just barely there. I'm visiting, you know, blah, whatever the case may be. So he cooled off a little bit. And by this time, his girl at the time came from the back and she was like, get the fuck out. You know, like, like now she's talking about you get the fuck out of my house. She, you know what I mean, she throwing this shit out in the yard, all kind of crazy shit. And I make my way back outside to where Roland is and I'm talking to him. You know, I got my back to the door, Roland in front of me on, the, um, we are standing on the steps. I'm at the top of the porch, rolling on the stairs, you know, going toward the street. And um, Danny made eye contact with Roland. And I'm like, oh, shit. I, I barely turned around to, you know, catch this instance. And Danny was like, motherfucker, this is all because of you. And I was like, oh, shit. And before I can even turn around and try to calm Danny down, Danny is over my shoulder. He 
push Roland, and then I'm trying to grab Roland at the same time, and we both go down in the fucking yard. We roll off the uh, fucking porch into the grass and everything, at which point um, I had my wedding ring on, and it was kind of loose because I hadn't got it sized yet because Miss B-Rob bought me a brand new one. My fucking wedding ring flew off in the grass somewhere. I, at the time, I didn't know it, but me and Roland rolling around on the ground and shit, and damn, I'm trying to separate them, but they done got out of my grasp, and they fighting in the street. They fucking just swanging on each other, just beating shit out of each other, just in the street. And so, I mean, um, oh boy, initially, that whole the whole thing that it started because the one that spilled the drink, remember that instance? He damn come out there. He tried to jump on Roland, but I keep him back. And damn, I just like, fuck it, dog. Just let them hash it out. You know, let them get it out of their system. So they fighting and everything. After a while, you know, they get to the point to where they holding each other. And I was like, so we broke it up. Danny go back in the house. I keep rolling outside. You know, I try to keep them separated. And damn, I'm trying to grab uh, <laughs> Chase and uh, figure out where he was. Because Roland and Chase came with me. And I wasn't about to leave the scene without the people I came with. So I'm trying to figure out where Chase is. Chase, over Chase's eye, was cut. He bleeding all in the street because he was trying to break up the fight, too. So he got clocked somewhere, and he fucking bleeding all over his goddamn face. Roland uh, got a knot on his head. Danny all kind of messed up. So Danny go back in the house. I'm trying to separate Roland. I'm holding him back by the car. I was like, dog, get in the car. Get in the car. I'm going to find Chase, and we're going to get the fuck out of here. So I go back into the house, Chase bleeding. He got napkins all on his face. And then um, I go back in the house. And now I'm, uh Danny and his girl, they, they're arguing. They fussing. They fighting. Not like physically, but, you know, just verbally. And then um, I'm back in the house. And out of the corner of my eye, Roland just jettying through the fucking front door. Blew past me. And you remember that drink that dude spilled that started this whole fucking thing? He, his intention was when he came into the house, Roland was just going to fucking clock Danny again and just, you know, start whipping his ass some more. Roland came in. He cocked back. That fist was like primed for the punch. And this motherfucker slipped in the goddamn drink. <laughs> that dude spilled, fell on Danny, like kind of like gave him the little sissy punch. And he fell on the floor. So we all jumping in there trying to separate him again. I fucking, I grab Roland. I fucking physically take him outside. I throw him in the car. And damn, I just take him home. I just drive the fuck away and I take him home. <laughs> and damn, you know how that conversation go. I mean, you fucking, you pissed. So, I mean, Roland in there, just damn, man, fuck that motherfucker up, man. I'm going to get his ass, blah, 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 blah. And I just left fucking Chase there because Chase didn't want to leave because um, Danny's girlfriend you know, they were all friends and he was just trying to stay there in case Danny went off the script and tried to hurt her. So he stayed there to try to defuse it on that end. I just got rolling the fuck out of there as fast as I could. I drove him all the way home. Then I drove back. I got Chase and like she had his shit out in the yard. I'm, <laughs> I'm packing this shit in my van trying to damn just get him out of there too. And man, it was just all kind of crazy shit. So that is a random Christmas story. That is what I'm looking for. So the next couple of episodes within um, the month of December, if you have a random Christmas story, send it to my voicemail, leave me a voicemail with your story. And that voicemail number is three Oh four talk Rob. That's three Oh four eight, two, five, five, seven, six, two. Or you can email it to me. If you all professional got the equipment to do so, just send me the, um, 
audio file, you can do that to random robcast at outlook.com. So yeah, I like to hear from you. That that shit was crazy. Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. But it wasn't in Hollis, it was in Louisiana. Yeah. All right. Today, my guest is my very first uh guest um that I reached out to on Twitter. You know, she followed me and she is a verified user. Her name is Jessica Cameron, and she has all kinds of work going on in Hollywood. I mean, she from the last time that I checked, it might be even more now because this these uh past couple of podcasts have been done a while ago. So I'm just kind of catching up. Um, but to her credit, she had like over 65 movie credits, um, you know, as being an actor in a movie, 11 credits, that's just herself. And, you know, being a producer, a writer, uh, stunts, uh, she has a wealth of knowledge in this business and I was blessed or just, just happy to have on the uh, podcast for whatever little time I had. And this is not the first time that she was on the podcast originally. When we got together um, to do the recording, uh, we had all kind of technical issues. I don't know if it was on my end, her end, whatever the case may be, but it wasn't working at all. I mean, I tried everything. I reset my computer, I updated Skype, I, down- I re-downloaded it. I-, I did whatever I could to try to make it work, but the audio just wasn't there. I even um, signed up for um, the Skype number so I can call her telephone. And we can do the interview that way, but you know, shit just wasn't working and it didn't work out. And, um, I felt we were having a good time at that point in time when we had the first initial interview, she had all time to work, all the time in the world to entertain my stupidness. And, um, cause she set aside time for me to, um, you know, interview her or whatever. But the second time came around to where, um, I got her back on the podcast. We didn't have any technical issues. She had somewhere to be, she had something to do. So I only had like 30 minutes or so and my retarded ass and my self in myself in my infinite wisdom thought it was a uh, cool to talk more about me <laughs> than it was to ask her questions in the limited time that I did have. Cause then, you know, sometimes I get on a point and I start to ramble about shit and I kind of made it more about me in a certain situation then you know i was focused on you know getting to know her more or even asking more questions because you know that was kind of fleeting my brain was all over the place because i knew i had a limited amount of time and i just trying to get stuff out there as quickly as i could and you know i don't prepare for this shit so that was kind of at a disadvantage for me because i didn't have nothing set up and i was just like uh uh, uh, um, shit, I only got 30 minutes. Uh, what can I ask? What can I ask? What can I ask? You know, so that's kind of how it went. And, you know, I squandered that time, but still, I appreciate her for um, taking the time out and, um, chatting with me for whatever time she did. I mean, she didn't have to because she's a busy lady. You know, she got a um, YouTube series called, uh, Scream Queen Stream that you can look up. And um, she got a whole bunch of other endeavors in Hollywood and she's just a busy lady. And I was just fortunate enough to have her on the podcast and I appreciate it. So without further ado, we're going to get into this edition of the Random Rambles of Rob podcast featuring Jessica Cameron. All right. So like um, was said last time, I'm this is just a continuation. We 
we'll answer some questions again and uh we'll just go from there sure. all right first and foremost thank you for being back again my pleasure message is that me or you right oh i don't even know i didn't even know i was making noise odd oh <laughs> either way my pleasure for coming back yes now i mean reason that well not the reason the well this how this came to be is uh you gave me a follow on twitter and then obviously like anybody else would do i looked you up and i was like oh snap is a verified account following me i was like how did i become so lucky (laughs) (laughs) i like to try to find cool people or anybody who i think has like something original to say and then kind of see what they're up to because i think like you know that's the whole asset to me with social media is it allows you to engage with worthy people sweet i'm worthy i like it (laughs) absolutely yeah and then and just like I said last time, I'm going to just go through these again because it, it, it's just amazing to me. So here, I, I got your IMDb page pulled up and you have 65 credits as an actress, 11 of the credits as a producer, seven as a director, one as a cinema photographer, two as a writer, uh, three as, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three as a miscellaneous crew, uh, casting director, wardrobe, uh, costume designer, location management, stunts, uh, and yourself 11 times, but stunts, what, what stunts did you do? Oh, well, I'm trained in basic stunts as well as some weaponry. So, you know, working in independent film, it's basically a lot of falling, tumbling, you know, how to get thrown around, how to like do a basic fight scene, nothing too advanced. Um, I haven't been lucky enough to work on anything that would allow me to do that. Um, but I'm trained with like a whip. I'm trained with certain firearms uh, and, of course, with prop knives. Sweet. And you also have the classic, ah, he's chasing me and nobody's around. I'm going to trip over this thing. <laughs> well, yes, of course. Well, <laughs> even that, though, you want to make sure that you don't, you know, fall inappropriately. Because if you obviously break yourself during the project, that's a bad thing. Yes, you know, and it'll be uh, taking it back to that old uh, movie biz phrase, uh, break a leg, and you don't really want to do that. <laughs> no, not at all. Break a leg is just a good phrase in theory. It's not an actual ex- execution. Yes, we, <laughs> not at all. Well, how did you get started in your journey into the acting and whatnot? You know, it's actually a funny story. I had a job. I was working uh, my first corporate job outside of university. Uh, it was at a major fashion company. And my boss's boss at my first review, my quarterly, so I'd worked at the company for about three months, had a major problem with how I spoke. They basically just felt I spoke too fast. So my immediate boss was like, this is ridiculous. But since it came from her boss, she was like, we have to try to fix this issue. So she was like, take an acting class and then talk slowly around the stupid people. And that's what I did because there's no speech classes. Like you can't actually take a class on how do you speak slowly? Like it's not a real thing. No, you just want your natural flow. I mean, they can understand the words. I don't understand why it's talking fast. I don't get that. Well, some companies sort of do what the military does, which is like they try to break you down, but then they forget to build you back up again. (laughs) I can, uh, I can vouch for that. So I think it was very much that kind of thing, honestly. Um, and keep in mind, like in fashion design at the company I was at, maybe speaking accounted for 
I don't know. I was allowed to speak two hours of the week, maybe. And that's weird. Allowed to speak. Well, I mean, they keep you locked in fashion a lot of the time when you're new and you're starting out. You're pretty much chained to a desk communicating desk com- communicating to vendors and stuff. So you're not actually speaking or engaging with anybody. So the only time you're in a meeting to which you can't have anything to say or that you would be allowed to say anything is a couple times a week at most. <laughs> like you come speak about this thing that I don't really know too much about. Correct. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go back to the beginning, but like, what was your first role and what was that atmosphere like just being on your first set and just like, what, what, how, how were you feeling at that point in time? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was a film called The Dead Matter. Um, and I have a very small role, but it was a bigger movie set, uh, than a lot of my peers started out on. Um, it was just amazing. I immediately, I was like, I want more of this. The fact that everyone's so excited to be here, the fact that we're surrounded by people who don't want to be doing anything else, who literally are doing all this work for virtually no money was just so inspirational to me. And I immediately felt comfortable, confident at home. And I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life right here. Sweet. And I can speak to that uh, aspect of a small production and doing things for virtually no money. (laughs) Um, Just here recently, I've been talking about it um, more often on the podcast um, I'm recently, re- recently retired from the military and, um, as a part of, thank you. And as a part of my retirement and, uh, is sitting around doing nothing. I just got on, um, the computer here one day and I was just like, fuck it. Let's see what's going on around in my area. So I'm just typing in different things uh, like events and everything like that. And they had a casting call for a movie called who lives last. And when I looked up the address and everything for the auditions, it was no shit, like five miles down the road from my house. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, okay, uh, let's go check this out. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, you've been to so many different productions. You've been in so many different movies. I mean, have you ever been to this one place to go like audition or something and you're just looking around like something ain't right? Like this seems a little shady or something like that. I've done somewhere around 350, 400 auditions. So that has happened to me on many occasions. (laughs) Holy shit. So I walk in the office and this is this older lady in there. First of all, she did, she had the door locked and they said it was open. That's a good sign. (laughs) Yeah. The door was locked, but they said it was open. So, I mean, that already had me on like, what the fuck? So I'm walking away and I see her. Uh, you know, coming up to the door through the blinds and everything. She got a mouthful of food. She's like, I'm sorry, I was eating my lunch. I was like, okay, you should put out the lunch, put a sign up. I don't care what you're doing. And, um, go in there and they had like the, um, the freaking, the application and everything. I fill out the information and another red flag. Another thing that pinged me was, um, I'm filling out the questionnaire and there's like, do you own any camera equipment? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Red like, flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I get through that. I go down a little more. Uh, would you be interested in um, being a partner on the movie, like an executive producer or some shit like that? I was like, what? Okay. Okay, we need money. Then I go down some more. There's like, do you own any vehicles that uh, we might be able to use in this production? I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> So they're just asking for all this stuff or whatever, besides, you know, 
what experience do you have? What background do you have? And all kinds of things like that. And I was just like, all right, this is weird. So I fill out the application, give it to the lady and I attach my podcast business card to it. And, <laughs> and then she was like, um, you, what are you trying to do? I was like, I just want to be an extra. I just want to be a guy in the background picking up trash. Yeah, on set, see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be a guy in the background picking up trash, looking awkwardly into the camera, something like that. And You're uh, not supposed to look at the camera, but that's okay. We'll let it go this time. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, uh, that's all I want to do. She's like, you ever thought about any speaking roles? Because we have a few of those available. I was like, nah, nah, just extra is fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> so give her the application. She's like, come back Tuesday. We do some auditions. So, all right, I leave, come back Tuesday, and it's, uh, the room is full. They got all kind of people in there, uh, little kids, older people, and um, I guess they was kind of backed up. So, the director had everybody that was in the lobby go in the back to do auditions. So, pretty much they had an audience this time, not just the director. It was everybody in the waiting room plus the director. So, I'm sitting here. I'm watching people do their auditions and all this and that, and I'm the last one because I just let everybody go ahead of me. Everybody done. They leave and it's just me one on one with the director. I was like, Hey dog, check it out. I ain't really interested in speaking roles. I didn't even bring the sides with me. I mean, I remember, I, I memorized. That's not a word. I memorized the content. I know the gist of the scene and I could play off of that. I can improv, but I really don't want to do that. I just want to be an extra. He had a wall with all his uh, people he was casting and it had like different roles for extras. I was like, you see that dude up there on the wall? Says bartender. Me, I could do that. I could do that. I could just sit behind the bar and feed people drinks. That's all I want to do. So he looking me over and everything. And I got this, you can see on the camera, I got this uh big birthmark right here. And uh he was like, Yeah, man, you got a certain look about you. This is a futuristic zombie movie. We're gonna have soldiers in there. He's like, Look, you got military experience. He's like, um, you could be a soldier in my movie. And then I was like, Okay. Um, so that was weird. Got me up in front of the camera. You know, I do my little take and I improv the whole damn thing. I made up words and all kind of shit like that. I didn't <laughs> I just like saying shit. And he was like, all right, that's good. And I was like, okay. That's because me having no acting experience and just making up shit on the fly and you sitting there telling me that's good. That was another red flag. So I was like, okay, something is up. Because <laughs> prior to this, I told him I had a camera and I had like some kind of lighting equipment. So I had something to contribute to the production. So I was like, all right, whatever. And then just this past weekend, we just finished shooting the thing. Like, um, we did some. Actually did get shot. Yeah. We, um, we just did the zombie portion of it. Cause like, you know, let's just think about this. Halloween was yesterday. So on the 30th, the day before he did his, uh, his uh, shots and everything. Cause most people was out partying on the weekend in costumes. So he's asking people to come in. He was daggone trying to get the 50 best zombies to be like in front and center on the camera and all kind of stuff like that. So he was pulling this shit together, just like picking and pulling things out of the air. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and they, we got there at 530 in the morning and we filmed shit all the way up until 730 that night. Oh, wow. Yay. So. Did you see any of the footage? Does it remotely look good? Because I'm not going to lie. I, it doesn't sound like it's going to look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the guy that did all the filming and everything, I mean, he was legit. He had um 
he has his own production company and film studio. So he had the legit camera work and I had my little rinky dink. Um, what, what I got? I got a Canon T5i or some shit. So I was just out there doing my thing on the side. I was just like extra footage and behind the scenes stuff, but he was out there seeing, seeming legit. So, I mean, from what I saw, it looked decent. Matter of fact, I might have a memory card floating around here with some of the stuff on it. Well, did you have fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was cool because I, me, it was more the experience just to be behind the camera and see how it really goes. And I got to meet a whole bunch of cool people. I passed out business cards. I made Facebook friends. So, I mean, it was a cool. It was fun. Well, there you go. Well, then that's worth it alone. But, yes, I have rambled quite a bit just then and i know you limited on time so let's throw the focus off of me because it's my show i could talk anytime so let's get back to you <laughs> sure darling what would you like to know uh what's your favorite color uh red oh shit we best friends high five <laughs> great fucking color isn't it see look i got a red shirt on i got red headphones i got a red mic cover here it's a great color. People often think it's pink. I do like pink one as well, but pink is basically just a you know a lighter version of red. Exactly. See, we wow, we we is the bestest of friends. Right. We <laughs> like think alike. So now, how is that going from an actress to a producer? Like switching your roles, you know, changing your hat up and everything. What what's the experience like in that aspect? Uh- you know, because I come from a business background, it was never really hard. I actually started doing it long before I started taking credit for doing it. So I'd be on set and they'd be like, we need a makeup artist. We need this. I'd be like, let me make a phone call. You know, um, so I was already kind of doing it. I just wasn't getting acknowledged for it. So it really wasn't a big change at all to me or my my work, honestly. Um, and I'm a big fan of, you know, I firmly believe that films are a group effort. I believe it takes a village to make a movie. You know, so I've always sort of been that kind of team player on a set, which is, I think, part of the reason why I work so much. Um, so, yeah, it was just a very natural sort of it just sort of happened. And I was like, I might as well get credit for this. I should probably get paid for this. You know, exactly. I, I could totally understand that. It's just like that in the military. It's just you have a primary job is what you're um, trained to do. But outside of that, I mean. You're not just like me. I'm transportation. So it's not I don't just deal with transportation. I deal with administrative work and just a whole gambit of things. And I don't get a lot of credit for it, but I I still do it. Yeah, well, you know, you do it for the greater good of the group, right? Yeah. Team player. Team player. All about being a team player. Um, I think that that's like one of the best things you could be in life, really. Uh, and also understand that, you know, if you're ever in the room and you're the most important person or that, you know, the most you're in the wrong room. Run. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. That's that's a good philosophy. I'm going to put that in my tool bag there and use that. Oh, absolutely. It's really, really true. The more I work in this industry, the more it pops out and jumps out to be like, oh, wow, that's actually really, really authentically accurate advice. Now, um, how different is it from being a producer than it is a director? Um, it's different. It's especially hard if you're doing them both on the same set because effectively, like a producer, producer wants less time, less money spent, you know, more productivity, 
etc. As a director, you kind of view it as be like you always want more money, you always want more time, you always want more of the things to which a producer is trying to give you less of. <laughs> and especially if you're doing both, like you said, I mean, you're kind of fighting yourself, ain't you? <laughs> But that's okay. I mean, I, I like to, it's a balancing act. You know, it's always, I think anytime you've got that number of people, that amount of money tied up, it's always going to be a balancing act. It's always about, you know, uh, who's doing what, where, when, why, how is it working out? Is it being done properly? Can you do it better? Can you do it more efficiently? That's, I mean, this is, this is all equating to the same things <laughs> that's done in the military, you know? So it's just, Freaking oh, weird. Business, right? Like all of the same businesses I learned real quickly. It's all very, very similar. It's just like marketing, whether you're marketing a movie, whether you're marketing a boat, you know, it's, you just have to find who's wanting to buy it and how to sell it to them. So, you know, it's all six of one half dozen another. You just have to do the work at the end of the day. Step number one, do the work. Step number two, everything else. Sweet. Yeah. Everything else will fall into place if you do it right. I think so. And that's actually been my experience. If you just work your ass off, good things will happen. Sweet. Now, um, you also got credits on here as a writer. I mean, what what's the creative process? I mean, how do you go from, you know, putting your thoughts into like, you know, you know, just writing out your ideas and everything? Because I mean, well, I- I've tried to do it, and the way my brain moves is like. My brain moves faster than my freaking hands and everything else can process. It's just like I'm all over the damn place. And it's hard for me to just try to sit there and take what's in this thing here and put it on, you know, paper, so to speak. Well, I usually co-write. Co-writing is more of my thing. Uh, When I am co-writing, I will usually jot down my ideas, my concept. Usually, step number one, I have to have an idea. I have to have an idea that I feel strongly enough should be made. So typically I have an idea or concept at the most random time, sometimes when I'm sleeping, sometimes when I'm doing other things. And then I kind of just be like, okay, we'll see if my mind goes back to it unintentionally, meaning if I'm doing this over here and I'm like, Oh yeah, I thought of that idea. It was really, really good. Uh, then I'm like, okay. So if I'm still thinking about that same idea a month or so later, that's when I actually try to think about how can I get this Who should I work with to write it? Who should help me? And then I start making notes. I start making notes just as far as characters, what's my vision, where do I see this going, etc. And then I usually reach out to some writers who are more talented than I, who know more about formatting and structure. That's where I'm lacking. I don't have good uh, writing skills in terms of formatting. I do not know final cut or final draft at all. So I always bring on somebody who knows that stuff because I don't. And at the end of the day, you just have to. It's just good business. And then we work together to formulate the script and to figure out, you know, all of the intricacies and how to make it as strong as it can be. And then we go from there. More teamwork. I like it. Correct. See, it is such a team effort. I am not ever like (laughs) it's often like when you make a movie, it can sometimes feel like it's a one man show, but very rarely ever in actuality is. Yeah. Cause like, that's how it kind of was with, um, this thing that we just wrapped up here. I mean, I don't think it's completely done. We just got some of it finished, but like the whole time, the process leading up to this past Sunday, when we actually did the shoot, 
is like the director was like, we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this, we need we need this. And I shit, I felt like I was a producer because I was the motherfucker just running around here trying to produce the shit, you know. I just came here to be an extra and now I'm doing all this other junk. So, I mean, it's like it's his vision. He has the way he wants it to go in his head, and it was pretty much up to us to daggone figure out the daggone details and shit. Yeah, that sounds like a poorly run, uh, per- poorly run independent movie. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> that's how it should go. Like, it should be a team, but you know, uh, most of the the time consuming work, the effort needs to be put in by the powers that be, by the people that are arranging it. You know, you should have been like a hired hand, essentially. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like I said, I mean, I'm retired. I didn't have shit else to do. So I was just like, oh, well, I might as well do this. <laughs> True. Uh, at least you had fun. They were lucky to find somebody like you. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was fun. But I mean, the whole process was just like, I mean, not even like the filming and all that other stuff. It's just all the things behind the scenes that was happening and everything, which I'm not going to really talk about now. But once it's completely done and over, I'm spilling the beans on all that shit. I ain't got no NDAs or nothing. I'm just, it's going to oh, be. Oh, they didn't send your life away? Well, that's mistake number one. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I didn't do any. The only thing I filled out for that thing was uh, the application, and that was it. <laughs> yep, and you certainly can do or say whatever you would like. Exactly. See, I think that's going to be my goals. I'm going to see how many productions I can get into without signing nothing. <laughs> no. No. I mean, a legitimate one, you want to, if you wanted to even do this honestly as a hobby, you should try to work on the best quality projects you can. And let me just assure you, the best quality projects will require and lots and lots and lots of signing. Oh, yes. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> now, I mean, you, you talk about all these glorious experiences that you had, you know, writing, producing, uh, being an actress, uh, what are some of the worst experiences you might have? Maybe on a casting call or something like that. The worst? Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, like I've I've even gone to film sets where they've had the budget to fly me out and give me a down payment and then had no money. <laughs> they were kind of like magically hoping the money would come. So, um. I do a little podcast. I do a little video podcast too, to which you can hear the extended story. Because I won't get into it too much now, because yeah. we are running out of time. But I worked on a movie called Girl Scout Cookies, to which it was an absolute train wreck mess. Everybody involved in that project is owed money. Um, they basically lied to us. We had no crew. I got a crew for three days. They said they would stay if they could get minimal money to pay them. Obviously, they didn't. Crew ended up leaving. It was just a complete train wreck mess at the end of the day, straight from the get-go, and there was nothing that could be done to save it, honestly. Um, that being said, uh, you know, you live and you learn. Um, I, the only time in my career thus far, thankfully, that I've had to leave a hotel room in the middle of the night through the back door because a bill wasn't paid with the rest of my cast. <laughs> yeah, that kind of class. Oh, man. Oh, right? Still felt really bad. I wanted to pay just my portion, but my lawyer was like, if you do that, they can technically charge you for every everyone's and you'd have to take them to court to fight it. Oh shit, you had a good lawyer then. <laughs> Ten grand Man. for all the hotel rooms that aren't paid. No, thank you. 
Uh, should should we even be talking about that? This is past the statute of limitations. <laughs> oh well, no, no, no. Well, you can. Uh, here's the thing: you can always talk about all of. Like again, the hotel isn't has never come after me personally. I'm sure they went after the people. My name was never on anything Sweet. with the hotel. All right. That's where it is. So if I had gone down, so my name, because I was just, again, I had nothing to do with this project other than a hired hand. Um, my, I simply stayed in the hotel room, but my name was never on anything, even like as far as who's in that room. Okay, I got you. I wanted to at one point go downstairs and say, hey, they're leaving without paying the bill. I stayed in the room. I want to be responsible for my room. <laughs> uh, but my lawyer was like, no, because if they do have your name, then they could. Yeah, they so, Pull you uh, into that cluster. Also, for the record, statute of limitations is two years. This film was five years ago, so it is definitely past the statute for sure. <laughs> All right, that's that's fucking man. I mean, right? yeah, I mean, I just I, I I couldn't imagine being in that predicament. I mean, uh. yeah, it sucks. You feel horrible. You know, you don't want to do that to somebody. I didn't want to do that to anybody. Yeah. But at least you had your lawyer there to look out for you, and most of them don't do that. Well, lawyers will do whatever you pay them to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a good point. Right? Um, and I called him up. So it's not like he like saw me posting on Facebook. It was like, let's have a talk. I called him up to be like – and that's like the thing. If you're doing this for a business or any kind of career, you do need to have access to a lawyer that you have to pay um, just because there will be these instances – where you could get yourself into a lot more trouble. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind when I actually sign on to something that's good. <laughs> well, but keep in mind a lot of the time they might look good, but then not, you know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. This will mean I was like, well, shit, it's convenient that it was right, right down the road, but at the same time I get there, it was not what I was picturing it would be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, we got into it um, briefly before we got off the last time Um, because I had the bright idea and I told you about this last time. I had the bright idea because I had another guest that was going to be on the same time that you was going to be on. And I was seeing about merging those two together. Now, you are a professional actress and she is the other kind of actress, uh, the ones that, you know, that get paid for naked time. And you had some thoughts about um, the difference between the two and everything like that, which I thought was very interesting. And I would like for you to kind of shine a little, little bit of light on that, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, absolutely. Let me just preface this by saying I have the utmost respect for people who work in porn. It is a job. I just think it's a very different job than a normal actress. Like I make believe I don't actually when I fake kill someone, I'm not killing them for real. When I have sex with somebody, I'm not having sex with them for real. In my world, it's completely and utterly all fictitious. So that being said, I, I personally don't – like there's been a recent, somewhat recent trend um, over the last couple of years of uh, filmmakers trying to get porn stars in their movie. And I just don't like it because I think, again, it's, it's a completely different – outside of the fact that they both have a camera that's really – the only similarity between the two they're very different art forms per se yeah now um what would be the purpose of that i mean i understand that you know they might have a certain look to them or whatever but outside that to bring a porn actress over into the you know acting realm to play a part i mean 
what's the purpose of that? Usually marketing. They're usually hoping that their fan base will follow over, but it's stopped being so much of a trend right now because enough people realize that's not the case. Although the people in porn do have a following and such, their following wants to see them get naked. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You know, and do naked things. So when you're not doing that, the fans just don't care. It's not like they're, you know, a fan of the person's. They're simply a fan of that person being naked. Okay. I got you. That that makes much sense. But yeah. But yeah. All right. We're right at about that 30 minute mark. So before I go ahead and let you go, um, is there anything that you want to give shout outs to? You want to plug anything? Absolutely. I would love to. I currently have a video weekly series that we do on Patreon with my best friend, Heather Dork, who's a fellow Scream Queen. It's called Scream Queen Stream. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, um, as well as ScreamQueenStream.com, and of course, Scream Queen Stream on Patreon. Um, I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just Jessica Cameron or actress Jessica Cameron. Follow me. Join me. Let's have fun. My current movie, Mania, is, is doing the festival rounds right now. It's going really, really well, so look for that. And be on the lookout for an ending and kill the production assistant. Sweet. And once again, I mean, I'm, I apologize for the last time we got on here with the connectivity issues, but I appreciate you coming back for the second first time. Oh, and, my uh, pleasure. Chatting with me a little bit. My pleasure. I hope you have a great day. All right, same to you. And once again, thank you very much. Thank you, babe. Right. Bye, hen. Bye, bye. YFC podcast, uh, home of the, the hog and whistle right next to the pothole on Main Street, Airdrie. Uh, leave a message and we'll process your order uh, as soon as uh, possible. Uh, and what, how do I stop this? How do I, how do I stop the message thing? I think there's going to be a beat. What up, motherfuckers? Did your boy B-Rob from the... From the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. I stumbled a little bit, but don't hold that shit against me. Um, I'm recording episode 49, so means I'm almost halfway to the point that you are right now. You're recording your 100th episode at this time. I don't know why I sound like that. I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. But in any case, I'd like to congratulate you on reaching 100 episodes. Um, I don't know um, what's the consistency of your episodes. I just um, fell into y'all not too long ago. So let's just look at it at a standpoint of um, if you have been, you've been doing this consistently for 100 weeks. So that's an accomplishment. Uh, way to stick with it. And I hope you reach uh, 200 and then 300. Then hopefully one of you don't die from drinking piss. And then uh, for 400. Um, Donald Trump probably hadn't destroyed, uh, the United States by then. And, um, we just float off into the ocean somewhere 
in uh, Canada is just like start floating up toward Antarctica or the North Pole or whatever the fuck is above Canada and turn into an ice pop. And um, yeah, happy 100, motherfuckers. Big shout out to the FYFC podcast. They um, are currently recording their 100th episode today. So um, hopefully I'll be there one day. I mean, just as I said in the voicemail, man, that's a, a feat uh, to consecutively do 100 episodes without fail. I mean, I'm like I said, I came into the po- listening to that podcast or knowing of that group um, for a short time now. So I don't know if they had a time off or if they do seasons or however people do their podcast. But congratulations once again and uh, keep it up. Keep the piss drinking going. If you haven't seen that, I think they got a YouTube video or you can go to their Facebook at FYFC Productions and uh, our studios or one of the two. You'll find them motherfuckers. They're associated with the Naked Porch or the Naked Porch is associated with them. So, yeah, look them both up and shit. But that was the interview with uh, Jessica Cameron. As I said before, I I ran my mouth too goddamn much and I squandered the time that we had together. But the time that we did have together was great. And I'm once again very appreciative uh, to her for taking the time out of her busy schedule for however long it was to sit down and listen to me run my suck. So shout outs to Jessica Cameron. You can follow her on Twitter at Jessica Cameron uh, underscore. So it's Jessica Cameron, all one word and underscore right behind it. And that's how you find her. She is a verified user on Twitter, which got me excited. And I was like, oh, she followed me, baby. I appreciate it. And then I was like, would you mind being on the show? And she's like, yes. And I was like, oh, shit. My mind was blown. I was ecstatic. And I was a little nervous. But I'm nervous on every podcast. But I was extra nervous for this one. Whew. I got a little headache just now. Hyped up a Mountain Dew again. But uh, yeah, make sure you check her out. She's doing big things. And uh, she loves the business. She loves the to work. And um, I wish her the best of luck in all her future endeavors. Episode 50 is next week. That's my recap show. Every 10 episodes, I do a recap of my podcasting experience. And um, how I'm feeling at this point in time about podcasting or just how I'm doing in general in life. So I look forward to doing that. It's going to be a solo with Mio. I solo Mio and shit and stuff and things. Um, Got a couple more episodes coming up. Episode 51 is going to be featuring. Um, I'm trying to pull it up here. I think it's going to be Bumpy 103. Yes, I was correcting my statement. It's going to be Bumpy 103. Um, he's an artist that emailed me um, some of his music, and that's what my email is for. That's what the voicemail is for to get to put you to send me your stuff, so I can put your stuff out there. You know, I mean, being an artist, a musical artist as well. I mean, you want to spread your music as far out as you can. And you know, I'm just a little guy in the totem pole of the internet. So I mean, I was honored and privileged to have him to reach out to me. And they're going to send me some of his music to play on the podcast. So um, that's what I did. And also, I asked him to be a guest so he can promote his brand, promote his music and stuff like that. So that'll be episode 51. And then um, I have a big 
clusterfuck episode. It's featuring that motherfucker Jody B. Um, I'm gonna try to put that out for episode 52. So, I mean, that whole thing was three hours and 25 minutes. It was myself, uh, Jody B, that motherfucker, um, Sketch from uh, Sketches World, um, John Calvert from Hey 50 Cal on YouTube, and um, another one of my service mates, uh, Cody Bronson, who is going to be uh, starting a podcast about uh, Magic the Gathering. He's still working through that. So, I mean... I got that coming up. I just got to figure out how I'm going to cut this massive monstrosity because it, the way it started out, it was all of us together. Then Jody B dropped out and then me sketch, uh, Cody and John, since we all used to work together in the same place, we were just catching up and reminiscing and talking about other shit. So some of that I'm going to use and some of that I had to cut out because we was talking about some, um, work shit that can't be talked about <laughs> or shouldn't be talked about on the podcast. So I got to figure out how to mix and master and cut and snip this whole goddamn thing. It's, it's a fucking mess. And then also right after that, episode 53, I got um one of the guys that I worked with on the film that I've been talking about over the past episode, past couple episodes of Who Lives Last. He was there and he gives me some of his assumptions of um, the whole movie ordeal and um, just some of his personal life. He's a fucking judo master fucking kung fu expert and shit so it's interesting to hear him tell his tales and things like that so all that's coming up here on the next couple of episodes right after episode 50 Woo. all right all right all right let's go ahead and get up out of here um you can follow me on twitter at it's b rob that's i-t-s-b-r-o-b that's if you want to talk professional wrestling or other general randomness and shenanigans that's the account that you do it on if you want to follow the show for updates and more you want to do that at wait for it r r r underscore podcast that's three r's underscore podcast that's to follow the show on twitter also hit up my website randomrobcast.com Going down to the bottom of the homepage. That's where you see the GoFundMe links to save the Hernandez home. Contribute, please. Tell a friend. And don't just tell a friend. Contribute to the GoFundMe. We're trying to save a family of nine's home. Also at the bottom of that homepage, there is merchandise. If you buy any merchandise, whatever funds I generate from that is going into the GoFundMe. Also, they got some Amazon wish list links down there. If you want to give me something for the holidays or... <laughs> I would appreciate it. So click on them links. Also, speaking of Amazon links, all throughout the webpage, they have Amazon links at the top or somewhere scattered out through the um, website. If you use those, uh, if you shop on Amazon, hit one of those links. It doesn't cost you a thing. It just um, reroutes it in the way that it says, hey, Rob sent them here to Amazon. So give Rob some money for doing so. So um, all the funds that I generate from all this stuff is uh well the Amazon stuff is going to me because that goes to the podcast. Everything else going to the Hernandez family to help them save their home. So appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it if you could do those things. Also, Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at random ramblings w underscore rob. And uh while you're on there looking uh the search, type in the hashtag Walmart log. You can see me walking through Walmart vlogging. As the young people say. Also, I got another um, Instagram account. I don't have shit going on with it. Um, I noticed a trend of uh, people starting backup accounts. Because I've heard horror stories of people have an Instagram page. 
then they, they get uh shut down or somebody hack it, uh, all kind of other randomness. So I started a backup Instagram page. So if you uh, happen to look for the random ramblings W or just you type in the random ramblings with Rob podcast and two accounts come up, random ramblings W underscore Rob is what I primarily use. The other one is just a secondary account. Yeah, baby. Once again, thank you to Jessica Cameron for spending some time with me. Um, I'm, I apologize if I rambled too much <laughs> and I apologize for the very first time when you came on and how it was a garbled hot pile of garbage. <laughs> so yeah, I had some other plug. Oh, voicemail. Leave me the voicemail people. Uh, 304-825-5762. Leave me your random Christmas stories. Uh, send me email. If you want to dag on email me your um, products like music, uh, poetry, uh, you, you just want to say, hey, just in a professional manner, you know, using your equipment, whatever you want to do. You want to promote your podcast on my podcast by sending me a promo or whatever the case may be. You can do that. Send all that stuff to random robcast at outlook.com. Let me double check that. I've been saying that a lot because I got two emails and I just want to make sure I got the right one for y'all. I don't want to be sending y'all no false gouge and everything so yeah and that's what it is is random robcast at outlook.com send me your stuff i promote your stuff it's fun and um speaking of uh, bumpy 103 in honor of him being a guest next week and he was um he had a specific track that he submitted to me that he wanted to play and he sent me a whole bunch of them I, um there's one in particular out of the group that he uh sent me that I dug a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and um, put that in the bonus content. We're going to play that today. So uh, that's it. And I'll see you next time. Bonus content. Straight guap, no freebies. Counting money all up in your face like three. 
Moving with them blocks like it's Tetris. Playing with them blocks like it's Tetris. All these rocks and these charms in my necklace. I done mastered the art to perfection. Stacking up blocks like it's Tetris. Breaking down blocks like it's Tetris. Got your bitch on top of my X list. I done mastered the art to perfection. Gang shit. Rolling with the homies that I bang with. Bang with. Fuck you and them niggas who you came with. Change shit. Rearrange shit. When I flame shit. Put your money where your mouth is. Speak my language. Old school. On my slip rig, they the dang shit Chains on, four figure rings with my main bitch Bane shit, 103 ho, that's my name bitch You ain't no number one float on the A-list Yeah, all I do is make hits, make flips, take trips Why you niggas slither in a snake pit? Niggas hating on the low, not a fake shit Yo, better give me what you owe or I take it Break shit, down the fractions, get it bracken Blast them, we bout the action, who you asking? Laughing, at them rap rhymes you be rapping Strapping, we need to trash them and stick to trapping What happened? Moving with them blocks like it's Tetris Playing with them blocks like it's Tetris All these rocks and these charms in my necklace I done mastered the art to perfection Stacking up blocks like it's Tetris Breaking down blocks like it's Tetris Got your bitch on top of my X list I done mastered the art to perfection Moving with them blocks like it's Tetris Playing with them blocks like it's Tetris All these rocks and these charms in my necklace I done mastered the art to perfection Stacking up blocks like it's Tetris Breaking down blocks like it's Tetris Got your bitch on top of my X list I done mastered the art to perfection What's up, everybody? It's Ant. And G-Rod. And if you're a wrestling fan, make sure to check out Rant with Ant every Thursday on the NAI Network, located on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. And together, we can keep wrestling real.